Hello, everyone. Good morning. I hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for loving us and taking care of us. Most of all, we thank you for saving our soul, Father God. Father God, bless us today with uh, a good day, with a day full of peace, Father God. We ask you, Father God, wherever we face that, you face it with us, Father God, and that we know that we're not alone. Father God, we thank you for the word today. Father God, we ask you to bless the people that are hearing it, bless the people that are reading it, Father God. Father God, help us convey what you're trying to say to our life. Father God, help us apply it to every day and not just this day. Help us to remember it and apply it to the rest of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So the verse of the day is Proverbs 28, 14. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. Subject, I'm heeding, not fleeing. Christian truth, so I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to, to say it. I am choosing God. I am bowing to my God. I'm content in my life. I am not fleeing. It used to be a time when people were afraid to do wrong. It used to be when people didn't mock God, but now we have people mock God because they can. They they think they can. They mock him because they feel there's nothing he can do with what they are doing. They don't even see him as God. They see him as a made-up friend. We all that we all rely on. And maybe that fear is lost because we as believers don't even believe. Excuse me. We don't even try to show that he is real. We just walk all over him too. So how can they believe in God when we don't? How can they believe in God when we don't even show an ounce of fear? Proverbs 23, 17 says, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all day long. Let not your heart or mind get the best of you. You should not envy nothing sinners get to do. And sometimes we might say, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Or I wonder why I can't do this or that. Because we are walkers of the light. We don't have to entertain things of the flesh. And yes, what they're doing might seem good, relaxing, even fun now. But what we have to understand, everything on earth will pass. Everything that seems like it is worth the time and energy now won't be soon. Jesus is coming back and he is coming back like a thief in the night and no one knows the hour. And if we for one minute think we will, he will look over the things we do in our private time, he won't. I want to tell you, friends, the things in this world isn't worth eternity in hell. Psalms 112 and 1, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. We are blessed when we fear the Lord and when we delight in his commandments. It's happiness in obeying him. When we obey the will of God and we heed to his call and his commandments, commands, we will find what our life is missing. Some of our lives feel empty and, and alone and we are confused and do not find joy in what we are doing now because we are living out of our will and not his. Jonah sat in the bottom of a well for three days, three nights, and God held him there in the cold, in the dark. He allowed him to see that what he was doing was cold and dark. Are you in the cold and dark? Are you heeding him or are you fleeing from him? The other half of this verse says the stubborn is headed for serious trouble because when we are ignoring him, we are saying we don't care what God says and what he asks of us. We are going to keep going and doing what we see fit. Why? Because we are blinded and we do not see how this can cause us problems. We are just so attached and attracted to how this particular sin makes us feel. 
Feelings can cause us problems. Feelings can cause us to lose connection with God. Feelings can cause you to be in trouble because feelings makes us stubborn. Feelings makes us lose control. Feelings makes us feel that in order to be happy, we must go against God. Happiness is temporary, but joy is forever. Today, don't allow what other people desire to do wrong and your desire to join them make you an easy target for the enemy or to make you think you are wrong for living for Christ. You're not. What is wrong is when we sit and we lose what we have with God over this world. This world is quick to tell us to love who we want, to do what we want, to live free. They say these things that, so that we can pick anything over God and we can't and we shouldn't. We must pick and choose God every day. The people of this world might look as if they are winning, but they aren't. Always choose God over this life. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you for giving us a choice who we will serve, and we gladly choose you. Father, help us to stand on you every day. Help us to draw closer to you and not this world. Lord, give us strength to not bend the knee to sin, but to bow to you. Lord, we love you so much. and We thank you for sending your son here for us. We thank you for grace and mercy. We thank you for being who you are in our life. Lord, we love you and we praise your holy name. Change us if we are going in the wrong direction. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, our topic is I'm heeding not fleeing. I'll give everyone a few minutes to get their Bible or a bottle of water. This is the extended version, just in case you don't know by now. This is the extended version. Do have a mini version of this out. It's only seven, maybe six to seven minutes long. Okay. Okay. I'm heeding, not fleeing. Everybody remember Jonah. He was trapped in the belly of a whale because he didn't heed God. He fled God. He's fleeing from him because he didn't want to do his will. He rather do the complete opposite. He, he knew that if he went to Nineveh, that God would save them. He didn't want that to happen. So he fleed him. But the part that we're looking at said he didn't heed him. He didn't heed his commands. He fled from him. That's the part we're looking at. But the... This is connected to the verse today about being stubborn. When we're stubborn, that's what we're doing. We're not heeding him, but we're fleeing him. We're turning our back against him. And it's easy to be stubborn. We, we can be stubborn about the smallest things. He can tell us what to do about the smallest thing in our life. And we're so focused on what we want to do that we just ignore him. We're like, okay, he'd be fine. I want to do this my way. I, I can figure this out by myself. And a lot of times... When we have that kind of mindset, that causes us not to be able to hear from God. That shuts us off immediately from God. And we could think that we're winning. We could think for one minute that how we do things and what we do um, won't cause us to be shut off from his voice, but it will. We will be shut off from his voice when we just ignore him about the small things in our life. He wants us to obey him about every facet of our life. Every segment, financially, spiritually, relationship-wise, um, sexually, uh, it doesn't matter. Every facet of our life, we need to yield to him. And what's happening today is that people are mocking God. And they do it so easily. They do it so freely. They do it in our faces because they, they feel that, okay, you don't have any respect for him, so why should I? You don't listen to him, so why should I? You don't fear him, why should I? So they mock him and they do it easily because they don't care. 
It used to be a time where people would be so scared to to even say some of the things and do some of the things that's happening in today's society. People used to hide the things that they desire sexually or the things that they desire to do just in their thoughts. But now people are so open to say, oh, I like this. Oh, I like doing this. Oh, I like watching this. I spent hours watching this. It used to be a time people used to be so shameful to say stuff. But now people are so relaxed because they show anything on TV. Our poor children can't turn on TV while someone talking about something sexual or showing something they shouldn't show. Even online and on TV, you, you, even online when you open up your Instagram feeds and you open up your 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 anything practically is is filled with things of the flesh. I can guarantee it if I open up my my Instagram now, it will show me something I don't care to to shut watch. Yes, you can regulate what you see, but sometimes they slip in things once in a while. My feed is nothing but Christian things, but once in a while I, I get something that I don't care to see. I hear about something I don't care to hear. And they say it's an algorithm, but they still slip in the things that they don't they want you to see. They want to entice you, but we have to be strong to say, no, this is not why I care to see. I'm not interested. Hold down the button. Then you hold down the right button. He says, I'm not interested in it. It removes it. But it's the point of getting that in your face. They want to put it in your face and say, hey, this is it. It's, excuse me. It's nothing you can do about it. But the only thing we have the power to do is control ourselves. The only thing we have the power to do is pray for people that are in engaging in things of this but we first must make sure our door is swept i heard this old school song when, when i was little my mom used to play it said sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine you can't sweep around someone else's front door if you're dibbling and dabbling in the fleshly things too you can't tell someone oh you can't watch that but you're at, at 12 o'clock at night up watching it too you can't tell someone they can't do this or love this person love that person but you secretly have this same fixation you see what i'm saying that's what's happening is that the, the people of this world see us say, don't do this, but we're doing it too. And people don't like to be told what to do if you're going to be that same person that do the exact same thing. So why is it good for you to like it and it's not okay for me to like it? Hmm. Okay. Proverbs 23 and 17 says, not let your heart envy, let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the fear of the Lord all day. We just talked about this. Let not your heart envy what people are doing. Yes, what they're doing might seem fun. It might be fun getting high as a kite and, and sitting there spaced out and playing video games all day. It might seem fun going out drinking and listening to these songs about all this explicit stuff that they want to do and not do. It might seem fun. But we are children of God and we must be different. We must entertain different things. We can't sit there and say, oh, I wonder how it will feel to get drunk. Oh, I wonder how it will feel to get high. And some of us probably have done this in our previous life, but we shouldn't long to go back to those things. I don't long to go back to being drunk. I felt what drunk feels like. And it used to be fun. I'm not going to sit here and lie. It used to be fun. But me as a saved person now, looking back, it's not fun. It's not fun anymore. Why? Because I was in a dark space. I was in a space seeking 
what I'm seeking now, which is peace. I have peace now in my life. I was seeking love and I have love in my life. So why would I go back to drinking and doing things that I shouldn't be doing? Seeking love from people that didn't love me. But I have a God now that loves me in spite of my doings. I can stumble. He says, okay, Lou, I got you. Get up. That's the type of God we're serving. He don't shake his finger at us and say, oh, you sin? Hmm. I'm going to rain brimstones from heaven from you on you. He doesn't say that. We think he is. Oh, I sin. Oh, he aches me now. I, I got to run and cover. He's going he's gonna to throw something down here at us, at me. No, that's your thinking. He says, come back to me. I, I give you grace and mercy. I have it for you as a gift. You just have to say you're sorry. You have to say you won't do it again. That's all he's saying for us to do. But we think that he hates us once we sin. Oh, you didn't read your Bible two and three days? Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. He's not doing that. He's not doing that. That's in our mind that he's saying that. Is it the best thing for us to miss two and three days? No. Do he want us to read our word every day? Yes. But is he mad if we don't? No. No. He desires for us to read the word. He desires for us to want to pray to him. But we must desire those things. He's not going to make us. His word says meditate on the word day and night. We as Christians should do that. Is he going to make you? No. But is he going to advise you? Yes. Is he going to hate you? No. It's up to us on our perspective of how we think God is going to react. It's nothing his word says, okay, if you missed, if thou missed two, three days, thou would die right immediately because thou did not read thou Bible. It doesn't say that in there. He just tells us to meditate on it day and night. In order to, day, in order to meditate on it, we must open it, okay? Okay, um, songs, um, we went over songs 112. Okay, what we have to do also is submit our feelings to God. A lot of times we don't submit our feelings to God. We just let them, our emotions run rapid. We let our emotions tell us what we're going to do. We let our emotions tell us how our day is going to go. And sometimes I have, I have a little niece that when she's mad, she's mad. It's, it's over with. The whole day is gone. She makes sure everyone knows she's upset for the day. And I have to pull her to the side of like, Olivia, listen, just because this happened, just because your mom got on to you, you know, she still loves you. Don't let today don't let this moment go for the rest of your day. She nods her head. She wipes her eyes. She goes to the bathroom. She comes out. She smiles. She said, okay, TT, I understand. And she smiles. She goes on about her day. That's what we must do. We must go to our father and say, God, please help my day not to be terrible over this one emotion. Help me not to dictate my life over this one emotion. Because one emotion can lead our whole day wrong. It can cause one situation, another situation, another situation. And that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to continue to go down this road of having multiple situations. And we sit there and like, I don't understand. I read my Bible. I pray. But why is this happening to me? Look at how your emotions is. One false thing can change your emotions. And then you're angry at people. You're out there having road rage. Then you got a ticket because you're racing against someone down the city. You're going 50 and an 80. You're going a 50. You're going 50 and a 
30 miles zone. You're racing through the city with no seatbelt on. You run past a cop, but by this point, you're so fully invested, you don't even care. So you and this person is racing down the city all because you're trying to feel something. Now, that's a very elaborate, <laughs> detailed story, but I'm showing you that your emotions from this morning can make you feel so outraged that you get in the car and that you're not thinking and you allow this motion to drive you. And then you have a ticket and you're like, why did God let this happen? No, why did you let this happen? And then you're paying, your finances is going to, towards a ticket. You might lose your license. There's other things. I'm not going to get into that. I'm just kind of filling it out. So now you have your finances going to that. So then when your check comes, you're paying for that. And you're like, God, I paid my tithes and now I have so little. And he's like, yeah, you paid your tithes and you had to pay the fine that you was racing through the city for. So then you have this moment in your life, this pivotal moment, whether you sit there and say, I don't like the way my life is going. So I'm going to yield my emotions to God so I won't have another moment like this. Or you can have a moment that says, I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go smoke my emotions away because I can't do this. I need to check out. You see, got to get our emotions under control. We have to learn that our emotions are placed there by God because he wants us to feel happiness. He wants us to feel joy. He wants us to have a righteous anger. He wants all these things, but he wants us to use these things the right way. But when we don't have our emotions under control, that's why we play for control. We'll lose control over the smallest thing. Okay. Let's look at some Bible verses. Let's look at James 1 and 22. If you have your Bible, go to James 1 and 22. A lot of people don't believe their emotions um, dictate their day, and it does if you don't have your emotions um, in, in line with God. Um, I'm doing a little cheating. Some reason I can't get my Bible to turn to James. I guess because it's back here in this heavy spot. So, yes, I went to the index. Okay, going to chapter 1, verse 22. Okay, everyone should be there by now. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourself. James 1, 22 in the NIV says, but, ye be, but, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. It says, don't, but don't just listen to the word. Don't just read it. Some of us just hear it and we just... We apply it. Some of us listen to our uh, version app or we listen to our pastor speak. So we just listen to it. It says, don't just listen to it, but you must do what it says. So that's when you hear me say in the prayer, be doers. God bless the doers and the hearers of your word, because we want to be doers and hearers. We don't want to lack in that department. And that's what's happening now in the world. That's why the Holy Spirit picked this verse is that because we are deceiving ourselves if we just hear the word. Because we can't we can't just hear it and this falls on deaf ears. We must do it as well. And a lot of people don't want to do it. That's why a lot of people don't want to read it, because they know most of the things that they're doing in their life is wrong. They, they know what they're doing is wrong. So they're like, OK, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not reading that. That's not going to tell me how I'm going to how I'm going to uh, what I'm going to do this weekend. I want to get drunk and high as a kite. 
I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to go do and spend time with whoever I want to spend time with. The Bible isn't going to tell me I'm a Christian. That's all I need. Uh, that's, that's all I have. That's it. And tomorrow morning I'll wake up, I'm going to go to church. They just have the title and they do the things, but they don't do the things of what the word says not to do. They do those things. They fulfill those, 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 those urges. And that's what we do. We have to fight the urges. We have to fight it by telling God. That's when we pray. That's why we get up in the morning and pray. God, help me to fight the urges that come up. Help me to fight the desires that my flesh wants to do. Because our flesh wants to do wrong. Our flesh wants to, to, to do whatever it wants to do. But we have to have self-control and say, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm going to live for the Lord. No, I'm not going to turn my back. No, I'm going to have fear of the Lord because he is the ruler in my life. You see what I'm saying? Let's look at verse 2, Psalms 78 and 10. Remember, Psalms is right dab in the middle of the Bible. Verse 10, NLT, they do not keep God's covenant and refuse to live by his instructions. And NIV says do not, they do not keep God's covenant, but refuse to walk according to his law. That's what's happening now. People are refusing to keep his covenant. They rather just mock him and be like, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to come down here. He's not going to say anything to us. He's invisible. Look at the Christians. They're not doing anything. They're doing whatever they want to do. So why should I keep God's covenant? Why should I believe in a God that I can't see? <clears throat> Excuse me. So they refuse to walk according to his law. They refuse to do what he wants. But we got to understand that just because he don't come down here when we do something wrong, just because people say he's invisible, but his presence is always around us. Just because you feel that he won't do anything to you now. The Bible verse, reap what you sow, goes both ways. You reap what you sow when you do good. And you reap what you sow when you do bad. We must believe that God is still on the throne and he is. You might think that he's not because you look at your life and you say, my, my life is in such disarray. You might say, why do this person get this and I don't? When people believe in Satan, they don't believe in doing the things of God. Satan gives them those things to make them happy. Let me tell you something. Just because you have a pocket full of cash, your account has many, many, many zeros in it. And just because you're riding in a car that you, someone's riding in a car that of their dreams, doesn't mean it came from God. But God do reign on the just and the unjust. But the enemy gives people what they want. So they will never have to question, where's God? Or, hmm, I wonder if it's a God. Hmm, I wonder, do God love me? He never wants us to sit there and think of that. He never wants us to even slightly have that idea when we're walking in darkness. In the days that we miss our Bible, you're probably like, wow, I'm having a much better day because I miss reading my word. Oh, wow, this is another day I didn't read my word, but my day's going great. Wow, I got a promotion at work, and I, I didn't read my Bible nor pray. Yeah, you're going to have days like that where everything seems to be just so great because you're not reading your word, you're not connecting with God, and it just seems like 
wow, why should I read my word when I'm getting all this stuff? Why should I pray when I don't have to pray? It comes right to me because the enemy knows that you want these things. He's going to give it to you. So you won't pray. He wants us to have a prayerless life. He wants us to have a life where we're not reading the word and we're unprotected. And very well, he will give us these things. We have to understand this is a ploy. It's a trap. Yes, the life of Christ sometimes is hard. But let me tell you this, friends, that the life of Christ is worth living. And I love every minute of it. I can't go a day without communicating with him. I can't go another minute without having him. I need him. I need him so much. And he loves you. Remember, walk the straight and narrow. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's hard, but you can do it in his strength. Pray to him. Read your word. Remember, well, this ends this, this devotion. Remember, Jesus loves you. And I love you too. Remember also that life is tough sometimes. But it is so much better when we fully rely on God and we fully give our problems to him. We have to give our emotions, our, our ways to him because he's the only one that's going to see us through. He's the only one that can change us. With persistence, with discipline, we can have a great Christian life without desiring it. Desiring the things of the flesh. If you desire the things of the flesh, say, tell God, God, I desire the things of the flesh. Please help me. He's going to show you. Have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Be blessed. Thank you for listening.